Hello, and good morning to all of the counselors and staff of Camp ASMR. Before I forget, I would like to thank Milo for last night's safety tips. Many of the ideas he shared with you are also relevant to wildlife, and while nothing dangerous has been spotted in our area yet, we do have peaches and pears ripening in the orchard that can attract wild creatures. It is always a good policy to avoid situations where you might inadvertently put yourself in danger. Our security staff might be away, but it is important to remember that we are not helpless. Pay attention to your surroundings and please don't leave the area without taking someone with you. I believe you are all aware that the last of our regular campers left last night, especially because of how quiet things have gotten around here. And for a camp that specializes in quiet and whispers and relaxation, that's really saying something. I hope you all slept well, as there are a few more things that need to be buttoned up before we will be ready to close everything for the season. Breakfast is still available in the cafeteria, and I would recommend getting something to eat before you start work this morning. If you aren't sure what still needs to be done, please check the bulletin boards or speak to a senior counselor. As a reminder, we are still missing two yoga mats, one rainbow beach umbrella, and yes, we still haven't found Marvin's other oven mitt. Please keep your eyes open for them while you go about your day. Thank you. It's a crisp sunny August morning. Dr. Andrew Michaels is trapped far and away near Puget Sound, Washington, tracking me down <laughs> and leading himself right into a trap. And now I am free to destroy his, quote, camp, Ursamore. Oh, how I loathe him. How I wish to destroy what he's built here. I can see it all. His staff milling about in the parking lots cafeteria, coming in for their breakfast sausage and pancakes, and a hot cup of joe. It'll be the last cup of coffee they ever have. My knife blade is very sharp, and I am so willing to carry out 
these murders. His staff will help me recreate the iconic adventures of Jason Voorhees mother, her revenge killings of Friday the 13th, the original first slasher film in the series. I want to recreate it. I want to, I want to live it out. Just like I lived out Wicked Wicked. Just like I lived out Crawl and saw watching Dr. Andrew Michaels drowning, poisoning himself to keep himself alive from the alligators, his men being eaten alive by an apex predator. Nothing can stop me now. Nothing. Are you aware of that? You. You, the the person in my mind, listening to me right now. I know you're listening. You're always listening. Just like me watching the movies, watching those recreations of another time, another reality. Those killers always caught at the end, a nice happy boat. Ending. There won't be a bow tie. Bow tie ending in this. In this, there won't be a bow tie ending. There just won't be. No bow tie ending in this adventure. This is a pure slasher film. Oh, the blood will flow. My knife will flash. My machete. My knife, the edge is sharp. Yes, the blade's ready to go. The staff of Camp ASMR laid out before me. I will kill them all, drag them out, lay them end to end for Dr. Andrew Michaels and his surviving security team to tag and mourn over and I'll be long gone before he gets here <laughs> good morning Milo no I haven't heard from him yet but we're far enough away from town that it can be difficult for messages to get through sometimes I wouldn't worry about him too much. He took the entire security staff, and they are well-trained. I know, I know. The counselors here aren't trained like you and I are, and leaving all of us here alone was a bit of a risk. And some of our staff members have family coming to visit them over the next couple of days as camp shuts down. I asked him not to take everyone, but he felt it was essential to go after that serial killer as quickly as possible, with as many team members as possible. Hopefully we won't have to wait much longer to hear from him. 
How is Marvin doing? Oh, I bet he is. I'm glad so many people have jumped in to help with Christopher gone. Yes, you'd better get going too. Let me know if you see or hear anything. What's this? What's this? Why are they all running? Where are they all running to? Who is that woman waving to them, beckoning them? Why are they running up the, the hiking trail? Why, why are they running away from the camp? No, 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 no. They're not supposed to run away. Why are they running into the hiking trails? Up into the cliffs? Up near the swimming hole? What's going on here? I must pursue and find out. It's a good thing I brought my binoculars and I can spy from a distance. Is everyone here? Excellent. Thank you for taking our security protocols seriously and responding so quickly. I have just gotten a message from Dr. Andrew Michaels. It seems things have not gone exactly according to plan and there is a chance that the camp isn't quite safe right now. Yes, it seems the man they were after escaped, and Dr. Andrew Michaels is concerned he may come back this way. He's coming straight back, but he wants us to evacuate to the cliffs above the swimming hole. We need to go now, quickly, and stay together. Keep your eyes open, for anything out of the ordinary. I travel along the path. Who is this diminutive, bespeckled little lady, this receptionist? They call her the receptionist? What kind of a name is that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's the woman. Does Dr. Andrew Michaels scheduling? Ah, that's his little Robin to his Batman. She'll be the first to go. Why is she leading everybody up that hill to the top of the rocky cliffs? Who does she think she is? What? Oh my God, this can't be. She's got binoculars, too. She's looking at me. And who's that standing beside her? That four-eyed freak, Marvin. He can't even see without binoculars. He's blind as a bat. I'll take this opportunity to hide. Get closer. I'll come up this cliff wall. They won't see me approaching. <laughs> Milo, may I speak to you for a moment? I've spotted someone. They've been following us since we left the camp. No, 
It's definitely not someone from town. They're armed. I would recognize one of our own staff if I saw them. Besides, I don't know anyone whose preferred weapons are really big knives. It's been a few minutes, but he didn't follow us up the path. He went off into the woods. I'm afraid he might be looking for a different route up here. Dr. Andrew Michaels and all of the Department of Navy Special Services I will kill every counselor here when I reach the top of the cliff what? how can she see me? how can she see me? how did she know I was climbing this cliff face? they couldn't have been able to hear me or see me what in the world? oh what, what is she doing? she's Throwing rocks at me. Fool, fool, you dare oppose me? You dare throw a rock at me like a five-year-old child? Oh, she threw another one. Oh my god. Oh, there's another one. You, 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 you putrid, you scum, inhuman animals. Stop throwing those rocks at me. Stop throwing them. Stop throwing them. I'm gonna fall. With all due haste, I rushed to the camp. I was alone with only the local sheriff to help me. When we reached the parking lot, the camp was barren. Where were the counselors? Where was Marvin? Where was the receptionist? I hope she got my message. The camp, as empty as it was, was clearly evacuated. There was no buddy left behind. I can only think that she did exactly what I told her to go to the highest point, that the police would send a drone up and try to spy them on top of the rocky cliffs over the swimming hole. I asked the sheriff if he could get procure two four-wheelers to help us get up there in, a, in haste, and he obliged. A large four-wheel drive vehicle pulled in, one four-wheeler on a trailer, one in the back. We unloaded them as quickly as we could, and then proceeded up into the hills to the rocky cliffs that overlook the swimming hole. You may remember this area from an early adventure when we spotted a Bigfoot and it threw a large boulder off the cliffs. Now I had my staff use it as a safe spot, mostly because they could see a killer coming from any direction and the police drones would be able to see and film and record everyone up there. It was the only open area without trees where we were guaranteed to get a good look of the lay of the land around them and make sure that they were still safe. A drone zipped by as we started up the four-wheelers and we proceeded up towards the rocky cliffs. It didn't take long to get there on the four-wheels 
and we took the all-terrain vehicles all the way to the top. There, huddled, crying, totally disturbed, were the counselors, Marvin, and the receptionist. Milo ran quickly up to me and started trying to tell me in a rapid succession everything that happened. He was so young, so full of life and vibrant and excited, I couldn't understand a thing he said. All he kept saying was, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. And I kept saying, who's dead? The sheriff kept saying, who's dead? We couldn't get a straight answer. Everybody was too worked up and screaming. By the time we calmed Milo down enough to say, the murderer, the murderer's dead, we were swarmed by the rest of them. Thank God Marvin was here, everybody said. Marvin saved the day. I went further up on the rocky trail to the top where the receptionist and Marvin were sitting. She had wrapped her jacket around him. He was inconsolable, crying. His thick Coke bottom bottle glasses were smeared with tears and fogged up from him, crying, sweat pouring off his brow. He was completely disheveled and worked up. I asked what's wrong and she says she told me that Marvin killed the serial killer. They all participated, but Marvin delivered the killing strike. Marvin looked at me. I said, Marvin, do you have something you want to tell me? And this is Marvin's story. Oh my, oh my gosh. Dr. Angel Michaels, I'm so glad you're here with the sheriff. It was so terrible. I don't know what I'm going to tell my mother. I know I always envisioned myself as some kind of a, a crazed person and, you know, just a fly-by-night operator, but I actually enjoy being part of Camp ASMR. I'm so disturbed. He was climbing up the rock cliff. He had a machete, a set of machetes strapped to his shoulders on his back, and he had a knife between his teeth. He looked like some crazed pirate climbing up the rock face. The receptionist, she didn't hesitate, Dr. Andrew Michaels. She was a saint. She led us all right up here after she got your message. <laughs> I know I'm all worked up. Can I have a hanky? Can somebody please hand me a hanky? <laughs> Calm down, Marvin. Just tell us what happened. Well, it all started when the receptionist said she's not taking this from him. She's not taking any more crap from any more murderers. And she picked up a rock and she threw it right down at him. She missed, thank goodness, because I wouldn't want his blood on her hands, her tiny little hands. <laughs> well, then Milo, like, he was like General George Armstrong Custard or something. He, like led a charge, and everybody started kicking and throwing rocks over the side of the cliff. And there was pebbles and boulders and dirt and dust falling all down, and the receptionist threw another rock and hit him in the head. And he got real mad, and he spit the knife out, and he called all of us really, really bad names. And then, and then, and then it happened. It happened. That's right when it happened. Okay, calm, calm, calm down. Calm down, Marvin. What? happened just it's okay 
The ma- we know he was coming to hurt you. He had knives. We can look right down over the cliff. I can see the knife blade he spit out. You know, he was coming at you with a knife. It's okay. Calm down. Nobody's going to arrest you. Nobody's going to put you in jail. You didn't do, you know, this was self-defense. Now just tell us what happened next. I don't know. It was like something out of the comic books. I, I felt like the Incredible Hulk. I felt like David Banner. Maybe it was the sun beating down on me. I was sweating so hard. It was such a long... We ran all the way up here and I was like... I don't know, maybe I had heat exhaustion, or maybe I was prostate. Do you think maybe I was prostate? I don't know. What do you think, receptionist? Was I prostate? I was, like, ready to pass out from the heat. I I need a drink of water. I just needed some water. And I just saw this big boulder there, and I I don't know. I was like, oh, I just picked it up. It was so heavy. I never knew a 100 pounds weighed so much. And this rock was just huge. And it, it, it just... I was all I could do. I hurt my back. I think I blew out my lumbago. And then I just ran over to the cliff and I went, you, you son of a bitch. And I threw it. I threw it. I had it over my head. I, I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I look like the Terminator. I don't know what happened to me. I was just possessed. And I threw the rock. And it went right down. And it hit him. Oh, God. Oh, God. It hit him all right. It, like, shoved his head right down through his, his A-hole and blew out the other side. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, it was ugly. Oh, it looked like his spine popped right out of the back of his back. He, and he flipped over and he rolled down the hill and he hit the ground and he busted. And then I looked at him and I looked at the receptionist and I just said, Bet. He was dead. <laughs> What a world, what a world, what a world, what a world. (laughs) Alright, calm down, Marvin. It's alright. Listen, listen, it was self-defense. Oh my god, you're right. It like literally knocked his head completely. How heavy was that rock? Is it that big one down there? How in the hell did you pick that up? It's got like a face print on it. I don't know. Maybe you had that, like, strength. Like, emergency adrenaline or something. But what I don't understand is... His head's over there. Where's his body at? Is it under that pile of rocks? Well, that... That that, that wasn't the worst. That wasn't the worst part. Then the worst part happened. It was like when everybody saw his head pop off like a dandelion. And it hit the wall and it busted... It just, like, turned into a bloodlust. And everybody just started picking up rocks and throwing them down there. It was like Salem Witch Trials. It was a stoning of biblical proportions. And the receptionist said, don't stop till you can see. Just don't stop. And everybody would look around. There ain't a rock in the place left to throw. And it was all her fault. She did it. She told everybody to do it. Nobody told anybody to do it. Nobody, look, you guys were scared. He was coming at you with a knife. He's a known serial killer, a predator. He set you guys up. Nobody thinks you did anything wrong. You're not bad people. You were trying to protect yourself. It's self-defense. Now just calm down. And I need to know, is that pile of rocks where we're going to find his body? Okay. 
Wow. That's a mess. It took a long time and a lot of man hours to dig out the serial killer's body and, well, for lack of a better term, put it back with his head and send him to the coroner. It was clear how he was murdered, and it was clear who did it. And it was also clear that it was a case of self-defense. What wasn't clear was the complete overwhelming bloodlust that overcame everyone. I remembered back to a time when we were still scouting out locations for Camp ASMR. The receptionist and several other families came along with me and my family, and we were up in a cabin in southern Ohio near a covered bridge. It was a nice little cabin area, parks, and we ran into the paranormal cryptid creature stretch. He had spied on the children and frightened them, and the reaction from the receptionist was quite alarming. She torched him, torched him alive on the covered bridge, nearly killed him. I never seen such fury and anger and frustration in a person. She was like one of the strongest human beings I'd ever met in a tiny package of humanity. And she was fierce, protective, a mama lion. I guess you don't come between a mama bear and her cubs. And she was proving that today. Milo might have led the charge by kicking and throwing rocks and Marvin might have delivered the first killing stroke. But it was the mama bear who saw through to the stoning of a lifetime. It's a sad way that this ended, but it's amazing, too. I know the return to Camp ASMR was not planned out this way. I didn't want to come back to the investigation of a murder-homicide. But here we are, yellow barrier tape, rocks to clean up, blood all over the side of a cliff. A distraught chef in Marvin and a receptionist calmly calming him down, putting her jacket around his shoulders, wiping his sweating brow, being the mother to everyone there. She's a good person. I don't think I honor her enough and let people know that sometimes people aren't always heroes that carry guns and badges and are big and strong John Wayne types. Sometimes heroes are just people who are willing to stand up and defend their friends, their family, and things that are right. And they're willing to go to the very limit to protect those people. Just because you don't feel like you're six foot four Arnold Schwarzenegger 
or that you can get some kind of Hulk-like adrenaline rush doesn't make you a wimp, doesn't make you a coward. She stood by her family and friends, and together they took down this horrible, horrible foe. It's something to think about, grisly as it is. But when people stick together and they fight back, they can protect each other from the monsters around them. Remember that. It's very important. The monsters of this world don't always announce themselves. They try to sneak up. They try to catch you off guard. And they always go after the innocent, the unknowing, the naive. The receptionist was none of those things. And she showed what being a leader is all about. She's one tough cookie. And as for the serial killer, there's only one thing I can say about him. And that is, he didn't make it. I'm so glad you all decided to stay one more week at Camp ASMR. Now, I know the events of yesterday were horrible. Did you all have a good supper and sleep last night? Yes. Good. I knew I could rely and trust all of you to carry out your duties properly. And it was all of you acting as a group and sticking together that protected you and saved potentially a lot of lives yesterday. I'd like to have a a big round of applause for uh, Marvin and the receptionist for leading the charge yesterday. Okay. That's right. Good. Marvin, I know you think you're a real crazy person, but it's crazy how much we love you. You saved all of us yesterday, Marvin. From what everybody's told me, the serial killer was getting more and more and more angry from the rocks being thrown at him. He had every opportunity of getting to the top of the cliff and harming someone until you put a stop to it. Don't be ashamed of yourself. You did the best you could. And as for our wonderful receptionist, I know you like being known by that name, but I have another name for you. And I'd like to present you with this award. And that name is Hero. And here is a certificate that we made up for our very best mama bear. See, there's a little teddy bear in the corner. (laughs) and it's signed by the sheriff himself and we all signed the back something for you to take with you I know it's a cheesy little award but to us your name shouldn't be receptionist it should be hero 
Let's have one more hand for her, everyone. That's right. That's right. It's an ASMR podcast, so we do clapping very lightly. You just have to get used to it. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. We are going to do several excursions. Now, this week, it's just rest and relax. Swim, hike, take your time, recover. Next week, we're going to have a wonderful eight-hour canoe trip. That's right. I am personally going to go with everyone. You can have a kayak, a canoe, or just a boat. I prefer a boat myself. And we're all going to go on a nice, long, relaxing, eight-hour canoe trip. And I would like all of you to go. Sound cool? Food, beverages, everything will be provided. We don't even have to haul it along with us. Everything will be staged along the path for us. And we've got volunteers from the police department to go with us and help do the security for us. Sound good? Great. I hope you're all excited about this because I am. I haven't gone on a long, relaxing canoe ride in so long. I think it'll do all of us some good. So I hope you're looking forward to that. And then, I think the next weekend is Labor Day. And if any of you are still here, I have a special, secret, members-only campfire roundtable. We are going to tell some of the best and scariest original cryptid and paranormal stories around the campfire you have ever heard. No human being on earth has ever heard these campfire stories. Now that's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And you are invited. All of you can come. We're going to have s'mores. We're going to have hot dogs. Plenty of beer. Sound good? And maybe a couple, sneak in a couple bottles of gin and vodka. Mm Mm-hmm. Little juice. Vodka and juice. (laughs) I know. Well, it's okay if you don't drink. It's cool, too, because it doesn't matter. You know, we're all adults here. I hardly drink either myself. One or two beers and I'm about done anymore. Yeah. It's still, sometimes it's nice to have a nice cold beer and a hot dog and just kind of chill out by the fire. You know, that's something we haven't done. We haven't gone to the drive-in. We usually go to the local drive-in during Camp ASMR. Maybe we can do that. Would you guys like to do that? Okay, I'll see if I can arrange it. Maybe we can do it after the canoe trip. I know it's a long day, but... You know, you're just sitting watching a movie. What's the big deal, right? We can take the some lawn chairs and some uh, food with us. And uh, they got great food at the drive-in. You guys want to? I'll I'll plan it. Maybe we'll do that after the the canoe trip next week. Sound good? Good. Well, I couldn't be happier. And I'm glad all of you decided to stay and finish out your work and chores. There's going to be a huge bonus in your checks for this. 
And there is counseling available and therapy if you need it. We all know that. Well, after the summer we had with the Bigfoot and Christopher stalking one of the guests, I guess a crazed, murderous Jason Voorhees, you know, wannabe, trying to reenact Friday the 13th probably isn't that big a deal after all, is it? (laughs) I know. I think we're all lucky to be alive. Maybe fortunate's the right word. The birds are chirping. They're so beautiful. I never get tired of hearing their voices. Singing about the world around them for hundreds of millions of years now. I wonder if they're speaking and we just don't know the language. Maybe we're the dumb ones. It is beautiful to listen to, though. Yes, I agree that uh, it has been a beautiful summer, and I didn't want it to end either. That's why I've decided to keep and come back to Camp ASMR and just enjoy it with you, the staff, and a few local customers. I wanted you guys to be able to enjoy everything that the camp offers and do it stress-free and at your own leisure. I know fending off a serial killer is not stress-free, but that's over and that's behind us now. Now for the next two weeks, I just want you guys to relax. We're bringing in the therapists and... uh, counselors tomorrow Monday morning and then we are going to have the masseuse massage uh, group come back on Tuesday so and that'll be as much as you need whatever you need okay all right great well I'm glad all of you are here and uh, I think it's time to get something to eat some grub I know, Marvin, uh, you've been enjoying the extra help in the kitchen, huh? Yeah. Well, that's what volunteers are all about. They saw you needed the help, and they stuck around and helped. You're a good person, Marvin. I know sometimes you think you're odd or weird or... Well, you are odd and weird, but we love you anyway. We love you just the way you, well, we kind of like you a lot. Maybe not love you. You're all right, Marvin. You're, you're okay. So, I know you certainly have a story to tell your mother this summer, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know the receptionist is the real hero here. And I have to admit, Milo, you've come a long way. You were just a scared kid when you started trying to help us sort out what was going on at the camp and help improve it and you ended up being a hero too I am so glad we took the time to get to know you and make you a part of Camp ASMR and I would like to ask you on behalf of everyone here if you will 
please make it a point of coming back next year. Think about it? All right. Hey, you heard it here first, folks. He's coming back next year. Well, we're happy to have you, Milo. So you'll always be welcome here. All right? Okay. Look, I've droned on enough. It's time to start having some fun. I'm going to hit the hot tub, and then I'm going up to the swimming hole. I need to get some of that spring water around my body. I've got to get these aches and pains out of me. I'll tell you what, I am so jet-lagged from flying from the West Coast out here. I need a day of relaxation myself. So who's going to join me in the hot tub? All right. I'll see you all there in about 15 minutes, okay? Until then, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehoyo at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you. <laughs>